0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. I hope you are doing well. Today is going to be episode 41 of the NeuroEdge podcast. And today, the name of the episode is Five Reasons You Should Avoid Vegetable Oils at All Cost. And you may be wise to why vegetable oils are bad to you, or you may have no idea what vegetable oils are, how prevalent they are in our food supply today, and what kind of damage they could be causing. So I wanted to do a full breakdown of what vegetable oils are, kind of where they are in our food, so how they're in restaurant foods, processed foods, everything like that, and also explain what the process looks like, how they're made, and then also how that is going to affect our body and how that's going to actually affect how our cells are functioning and everything. So before I jump on into that, I just want to remind you that I have started A free Facebook group is called NeuroEdge Brain Hacks for Energy, Focus, and Clarity. And what I'm going to be doing in that group is trying to engage a little micro community where we can all kind of talk with each other, go over different things, anything related to health, fitness, wellness, biohacking, all that good stuff. If you have questions, want to learn more, anything like that. And I'm also going to be doing free giveaways. So I'm going to have some pretty cool products in there, a lot of products related to biohacking and all that kind of stuff. So if you think that'd be something you'd want to have, be eligible to have giveaways and all that stuff, uh, definitely join because I'm going to be giving those away at least once a week or try to. So join that group, and I'm going to put a link in the description of the video and the podcast for you to check that out. So come on over, come to the inside, see what it's like on the inside, and also going to be trying to do some interview with pretty cool guests as well. But let's go ahead and jump on into it. Why are vegetable oils so bad for you? Five reasons you should avoid them at all costs and before I even start anything I want you to realize how prevalent vegetable oils are in our society pretty much if you go to any restaurant in the world they're going to use vegetable oils to cook their food a lot of times that oil may have been sitting there for days weeks at a time and it's been used over and over and over and over again so even if you think you're eating something healthy say you're just getting grilled chicken there's a good chance that that grilled chicken was cooked in vegetable oil. And albeit you think you're eating healthy, you're actually have a coating of something on your food that is actually causing you much more harm. So it's really unfortunate in today's era that so many restaurants do use vegetable oils to make their foods and coat any of the foods, even so-called healthy foods. And even what is worse than that is all the different types of foods that you find in the grocery store that Whether you think they may be healthy or you know they're just not healthy to begin with, have vegetable oils on them. And the sad thing is a lot of foods that are packaged as healthy and marketed as healthy for you contain vegetable oils which are extremely bad for you. So what I wanted to do first was kind of break down what the process of creating a vegetable oil looks like as opposed to a more natural oil like an olive oil, an avocado oil, a coconut oil. So those types of oils, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil are natural. They're pressed from the fruit or whatever it's coming from and processed pretty naturally. Unlike those, vegetable oils are created in a little bit different way. And I wrote this down just so I make sure that I spell everything out so you can kind of see the process and how it works. And it's actually when you really dig into the nuts and bolts of how vegetable oils are made, it's kind of scary. So, Before I jump into why they're bad for you, I just want to explain how they work. So the first thing is that vegetable oils are going to come from things like corn, soybeans, cottonseed, safflower, sunflower, or rapeseed. Those are preliminary or predominantly going to be most of the type of vegetable oils that you're that you'll see. And uh, corn is also used to make canola oil as well, and that's one of the more prevalent ones. But what they do is they so they extract the oils from these different vegetables most of which are also GMO so a lot of these corn soy all that stuff that they're getting them from are not organic purest form they're most of the time they're coming from GMO type which also is not for this episode but it's going to be kind of something that is just bad in and of itself regardless of whether it was a bad oil or not but anyway most of these come from GMO and they're extracted from these plants and what they do is they extre- they heat them to extremely high temperatures which oxidizes the unsaturated fatty acids so they're heating them up to really 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 high temperatures and even if you heat up things like olive oil to a really high temperature it can actually oxidize the fatty acids and it causing it to be unhealthy now i think you have to get really high with olive oil and even higher for avocado oil and coconut oil but these oils it doesn't take as much but they heat them up And what that does is it oxidizes the fatty acids in them, causing them to be a little bit more toxic. And then what they do is they process them with petroleum-based solvent. So let me say that again. They process these oils with petroleum-based solvent. So they are actually processing food that people eat with something that is a base of petroleum. And most of the time it's called hexane, which I don't even know what that is. Again, I'm not a scientist, chemist, or anything like that but they are processing the food with something that is based on petroleum. And they process it with petroleum and this maximizes the amount of oil extracted. So they're trying to soak as much oil as they can and in order to do say they process it with this petroleum-like substance or petroleum-based solvent called hexane um, to get the most amount out of it. And then what they do, because that creates such a rancid smell in the oil, they actually deodorize with other chemicals to tame the foul smells. So, they actually, in order to make it not smell as bad, because when they heat it up and it oxidizes, it gets a really, really nasty smell. Then they put more chemicals into the oil itself to make sure that it doesn't stink. So now it, now it stinks because they've oxidized it, and then they're putting in more chemicals to make sure that it doesn't smell bad. And remember, All of this is going into people's body. And then on top of that, they are colored with chemicals to make them look like a more natural color. Because when they do all this, it kind of gives it a funky color. So then they put more chemicals in it to give it color and make it seem a little bit more natural, quote unquote. So that is kind of a top level view of the process of how it works. So it's kind of scary how all of that is actually used to do something that is going into people's body. And I know whatever food we're eating is probably, given the size of our system, is not the, it's not going to be pretty, whether it's meat, vegetables, whatever, along parts of the production process. But if you look at how these are made versus maybe something how like olive oil or avocado oil is made, it's much, much more unnatural, highly processed, highly refined and what it's doing and all that is, if there were any nutrients to begin with from the oil, it's completely removing any nutrients or anything like that from the oil. And just to give you an idea, again, I talked about the restaurants, how it's in a lot of the restaurant food, but if you go to any grocery store, there is, and just pick up a package of something that you like eating, and see if one of these vegetable oils is in there. And again, that's gonna be corn oil, canola oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, and rapeseed oil, and pretty much any packaged food that you're gonna see, unless it's a really good manufacturer, is going to be using those types of oils. One, because they're cheap, and then also, again, because they can get the most out of them, so it saves a buck for the companies to make that food, but it also, as we're gonna talk about, is going to be extremely damaging to your health. So, next time you're at the grocery store, and a lot of the people that I work with on a one-on-one basis, I remind them that dieting is not hard. There's just certain core principles that you can live by to minimize inflammation and insulin sensitivity. And really, any type of diet and exercise training program should be oriented around minimizing inflammation and insulin sensitivity. And the amount of inflammation that is created by all these oils is probably more of a catalyst than of anything that we traditionally think of, like high carbohydrates, high sugar. It's really More of a factor of these oils. So that's why I stress trying to remove these oils. Before you do anything, if you can just get these out of your life, you're going to clear up a lot of the inflammation that you're getting from the food you eat. So just wanted to put that out there. Make sure that it is kind of something that if I drill anything home, please try to remove these from your diet. Now let's get into the five reasons of why I should do it. And this is going to be explaining kind of what it actually does to your body physically. So one The most important thing is it increases your omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acid ratio in your body. And what that does, again, this is a top-level view, is when you have too much omega-6 fatty acids in your body, it reduces the ability of your body to have a good inflammatory balance where you have inflammatory, and I think they're called mediators, is what this scientific article I said. So it leads to an imbalance of inflammatory mediators in your body and produces inflammation. So when your omega-6 fatty acid ratio is too high, your body isn't able to regulate inflammation as well. And what happens is you get more and more inflammation. And inflammation is going to be the catalyst for pretty much any disease, heart disease, cancer, uh, stress, anxiety, all that most of the time, 90% of the time, it's going to be stemming from some sort of inflammation. Well, a lot of people don't even realize that the imbalance of having a really high omega-6 fatty acid ratio, most of people would say you want to keep under four to one. So for every one omega-3 fatty acid, you have four omega-6 fatty acids. Well, some people, most people in today's with a standard American diet and everything, are going to be at the 20 to one ratio. So their omega-6 fatty acid is way, way over their omega-3 fatty acid ratio. And what happens is that becomes the catalyst and factor that causes a lot of inflammation. When you have inflammation, that's where you're gonna have systemic problems in your body. Again, most of the disease and everything that we see goes back to having inflammation. So number one thing that it does is because these oils are so much higher in omega-6 fatty acids, people are pretty much ingesting that when they're eating fats, only omega-6, and they have no omega-3s from healthy sources like olive oil, avocado oil, wild-caught fish, salmon, and they have all these omega-6s. So they're basically creating the environment in their body to have inflammation. And the sad part is, again, is they might not even realize it because some of the foods that they're eating will get marketed as healthy, and then they have all these oils. Or they go to a restaurant and they get what they think is healthy. Maybe they get grilled chicken or meat or something, and that meat is cooked in omega-6 fatty acids. So again, it's causing a lot of problems, and unfortunately the problem is sometimes it's hidden, so you maybe even think you're doing the right thing. And obviously a lot of junk food is going to have it, but the sad part is a lot of healthy foods have it. Next thing is that increases risk of depression cognitive the cl- cognitive decline and dementia and again you're going to see a lot of these go hand in hand but you know I look back to points of my life where maybe mentally I wasn't it functioning at the highest level that I was had the most energy had the uh, most I guess I would say positivity and enthusiasm behind my life and if I look back to points of my life where I might have struggled with something like that I noticed there was a huge prevalence of having these vegetable oils and rancid oils in my diet. And unfortunately, and again I can't drill this home enough, is I thought I was eating healthy. So I thought I was eating things that would have been considered healthy. But a lot of the food, whether it was packaged food or something I was getting from a restaurant, had these in it and you always were kind of limited by the ability of your brain to be able to think and process these things as clearly as possible. And until you get to the point where you are functioning as clearly as possible, you don't really know how that feels. And then you look back and think, man, all the brain fog that I had, all the lack of energy that I had, and kind of the soreness and my joints and everything was probably due to a lot of the vegetable oils that I was eating and had in my diet. And a lot of it probably came from eating one fast food or eating out, but then also uh, just eating packaged health foods that I thought were good, and it it created this brain fog and kind of cognitive decline. Now, take that and compound it over 20, 30, 40, 50 years of a diet like that, and imagine the amount of inflammation that that causes in your brain. So when you have this imbalance of the omega-6 fatty acid ratio to the omega-3 fatty acid ratio, you're creating the environment for inflammation, and that goes to your brain. And what happens is your brain starts to function at a lower level than it should be functioning and then your decision making gets worse and then it kind of is a domino effect in things. So if you want to look back to what are the principles that you can take care of first and in place and get home down you know and be on point with to begin with remove inflammation and the easiest way to do that is to cut out vegetable oils. Unfortunately again they're really prevalent. Uh, the next thing too are the Antioxidants, they add to the process, so there was three that I found. One was called BHA, BHT, and TBHQ, and what these do is they damage the endocrine and immune systems as well as um, are known to be carcinogens. So a lot of these additives and chemicals that they are putting into the oil during the process of extracting the most that they possibly can and getting it to the point where it actually is quote-unquote edible from not being edible because of all the chemicals they put in it. Three of the ones that are in there, again, BHA, BHT, and TBHQ are known to be carcinogens and also cause endocrine disruption and problems with your immune system. So, again, this isn't going to be like you're going to eat a french fry or eat something at a fast food restaurant and the next day have endocrine problems. But when you add up the compound effect of years and years of doing this, that really seeps its way into your body, even albeit at a micro level, and it begins to affect and manifest in how your body looks, how you feel as a person, and how your brain functions. So I thought that was one thing that's really important. Again, it's one thing to talk about omega-6 to omega-3. Yeah, okay, people are like, that's great, I can probably fix that. But when you're actually ingesting these, you are putting in carcinogens into your body just like you would be if you were smoking. Again, this probably isn't going to be at the level that something like smoking would have, but again, it's no different than actually doing that. And I'm not saying all food out there is perfect. Again, even a lot of healthy foods, even if they don't contain vegetable oils, I'm sure somewhere along the supply chain, there are things that we probably wouldn't know about or wouldn't like, but if we do what we can and avoid these at all costs, it's really, really gonna help in terms of creating the environment for our body to be healthy. The number four thing, and I talk about this a lot, is the electric synapses in our brain. So the way our cells work is they use, our cells use fatty acids to create more cells in our body. And when we have these really high, a really high ratio of omega-6 fatty acids, our cells are actually using that fat to create more cells in our body. And what happens is, and again, I'm not a scientist, but what happens is, as those cells use those fatty acids to create more cells as our body is using this to create and grow and replenish ourselves the actual electrical connections within those cells are deteriorating because they're using a lower quality fat that has these rancid oils and chemi- or has these rancid chemicals and known uh, endocrine disruptors and immune system disruptors in them. So our cells are actually, when they're regenerating and rebuilding and renewing within our body, they're actually doing it at a lower level and degrading because they are using these chemicals to replenish themselves. So rather, think about if you were to be, if you were putting gas in your car and you put gas with a bunch of dirt and garbage and a bunch of specks of dust and sawdust and stuff like that your engine might run for a little while but eventually that stuff's going to catch up and it's going to get clogged up into your engine because the actual gasoline that is in your cell has all of these contaminants and everything in it so our cells are no different and what's unfortunate is that it affects it actually down to an electrical level where our cells are not able to function and fire and wire properly because the fuel that is going into them has rancid chemicals and all these petroleum-based solvents and everything in it. So think about that as you're actually changing your body at the molecular level that's affecting the electrical wiring and firing of your synapses in your body and, more importantly, in your brain where it's affecting you and then degrading the quality of how you exist and how you live over time. So, again, not going to kill you overnight, but 10, 20, 30 years, that starts to take a toll on your body, and your cells really can't handle it, and they're not functioning like they would and unfortunately would have two, 300 years ago when these things weren't even around and we weren't processing food in the way that we do. And the last thing, number five, again, this is going to go hand in hand, but the problem with all of this is that vegetable oils are extremely hard to eliminate from your system. Again, because your cells are actually using them as the building blocks to create more cells, it gets much harder to eliminate as opposed to if you were just to Drink something with a lot of sugar in it. It doesn't have any vegetable oil. Your body can actually burn the sugar off, and albeit sugar is not very good, as long as you're active, you can actually burn that sugar off and use your metabolism to burn it off. Unfortunately, with vegetable cells, it's not or vegetable oils, it's not so easy on your cells. It's actually harder for your cells to eliminate the these type of oils from our body because they're actually being used in the construction of new cells. So whereas sugar can be something that you burn off, carbs can be something that you burn off. When you're combining these sugars or whatever you're eating with vegetable oils, that actually becomes part of your DNA. So it becomes built into your cells and affecting how you are hardwired. And it gets much, much harder to eliminate that from your system and it takes more that I mean I don't think there's a set date, but it takes weeks and weeks and months and months of having to eliminate these for your body to be completely removed of them. Whereas sugar, again, you can burn it off and you can do everything, exercise, sweat, all that good stuff to make sure that it's not prevalent. Vegetable oils, is not so easy. So you're kind of stuck with it. So if it becomes a habit where you're eating something contaminated with vegetable oils, even a couple times a week, it becomes more ingrained in your DNA. And unfortunately, that's a lot harder to eliminate. So it's one of those things you're kind of stuck with it. And it's not as easy as just saying, oh, I'm going to exercise and work it off. It's not that easy. And especially, again, what's unfortunate is a lot of these so-called healthy foods have this. So you may be eating something in your diet that you think is actually healthy for you and then you look on the packaging, look at the ingredients and see that it has vegetable oil and all the while you've been contaminating your cells with this. Now that's not to say to try to scare anybody or anything like that, however, it is to say that you have to be conscious of this. And so wherever you're at or you at in your health fitness journey, just start to try to be conscious of this. And in, in recommending diets to people and everything, there's no one-size-fits-all approach or anything like that. You have keto, carnivore, all vegan, all the different extremes of diets out there. I think the number one thing of any diet that you can do, regardless of food allergies, again, anything like that, is remove vegetable oils. Because this is the number one, in my opinion, the number one catalyst for a lot of the inflammation that we experience in our society that's causing so much chronic disease is the vegetable oils because it's so prevalent, it's prevalent in all types of restaurant food, even healthy restaurant food, and then all types of processed and packaged food. And you know what's really sad is most of the packaged food in our society, not most, I mean everybody eats it, but if you look at a child's diet, most of the food that they're eating is going to contain these vegetable oils because they all packaged food does. And if you look at most kids what they're eating, it is vegetable oils. And that's limiting the ability of their brain to develop. So when a brain is developing, your brain you want to always be developing your brain throughout your whole life. But especially in that young age when your brain is developing, it needs fatty acids in order to create the new cells and grow and learn and fire all these new synapses and develop new neural connections. And when you are not doing that with high quality fats, it's not going to grow and mature into the best brain possible. And then as an adult, your brain isn't going to function and be the best brain possible if you're constantly feeding it with these rancid oils. Think about your brain as that engine of a car and it's trying to run on really clean fuel and you're just putting sawdust and contaminants and all those things in there. So again, if you get anything out of this, just please, as much as you can, minimize the amount of vegetable oils that you have in your diet. It's going to help so much with the inflammation, not just from uh, an internal standpoint, but how you feel in terms of your joints, energy levels, cognitive abilities, and whatnot. So again, if you stayed all the way to the end of this, I want to say thank you, my sincerest gratitudes for listening. Hopefully this was helpful. And again, it's not to scare anybody, but just kind of remind you what's out there, how to be conscious of it. And regardless of whether, whatever type of diet you do, whatever type of diet you're focused on, try to get rid of the vegetable oils. And I promise you're going to feel better about any type of food that you're eating so don't forget to also join the Facebook group if you like free stuff if you like getting cool fitness gear all that cool stuff anything related to biohacking we're doing a lot of giveaways and also contests and stuff in the group so that will be in the link and I look forward to seeing you there thanks again and talk to you soon peace